Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brighton Krumah. Reverend Brighton Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Hey, Father, we are grateful and thankful for this evening. We pray, Lord, that as you have brought us here, send us not away the same. We pray, Lord, that we will live here with a new level of understanding about other people. Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Minister to our hearts. Fill me. Use me just as a vessel. And let all the glory come to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wonderful. Clap your hands together for Jesus. And please be seated. Well, I want to share with you um, for some few minutes about the message that we've been sharing in this church um, entitled Others. Others. And how many of you have been blessed by this message? Others. Wonderful. Now, why others? Why others? Now, this word others um, has become very important in a very um, popular ministry, the Salvation Army. And as I explained to you, it was, um, it was through a telegram that General Booth, William Booth, the, um, the founder of the Salvation Army, wrote a telegram to his officers. And um, the telegram contained only one word, and that word was others. And it was, or it has become a vision of this ministry that their whole vision is about others. They think about others. And for all these years, Salvation Army continues to exist. You know, and it should tell you anything that is concerning others touches the heart of God and He keeps it. Amen. He keeps it. God blesses us so that we will be a blessing to others. Amen. Wonderful. And so, we, uh, we have been sharing about this message about others. And last week, I began sharing with you about some things that we must know about others. Some things we must know about others. Do you remember? I gave you some of the things that we must know about others. Now, the first one we said, Think about others. Think about others. Think about others. And I remember we read a scripture in um, 2 Kings. And we, um, we talked about, is it 1 Kings? 2 Kings, chapter 6 and then 7. We read about the four lepers. The four lepers who came into wealth and plenty of food. They came into wealth and plenty of food in a time where there was hunger, where there was famine, severe famine, starvation. 
And as these four lepers were piling up and piling up for themselves, they paused, they paused for a moment to think about their fellow countrymen, to think about others, how they were equally starving and hungry. So they thought about them. And in um, chapter 7 and verse 9, the Bible says, Then they said one to another, the four lepers, they said one to another, as they were piling and then going, the Bible says, they will take, they ate, they took some silver, gold garments, and then they will pile them somewhere and then come again. And they took more. They kept taking more and more. And then the moment they paused, and all four of them said one to another. The Bible says, and they said one to another, we do not well. We do not well. We are not doing well. That this day is a day of good tidings. A day of good news. This time in our lives is a day of a lot of messages. A lot of blessings. It says we do not well. For this day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. We hold our peace. That means that we have kept quiet. We have kept everything private to ourselves as if we have not received anything. As if we don't know any other thing that is happening. He says, if we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Some horrible thing will come upon us. If we tarry, some horrible thing will come upon us. If we keep our peace, we continue on like this. Something horrible will come upon us. Now therefore, come that we may go and tell others. Come that we may go and tell the king's household. Come that we may go and tell others about what we have found. Otherwise, some mischief will happen. When a church has received so much, when a church has been given so much, and I tell you, you are a church that has received so much. You are a church that has received a lot. Amen. You are a church that has the word of God in abundance. Everywhere you are giving the word of God. You are being bombarded with the word of God. How many of you can say that I am really blessed being in this church? That today you know a lot about the word of God than you did before. Amen. Amen. And so you have received plenty and the Bible says if we keep our peace, if we don't go and tell others, some mischief will happen to us. And this is one of the reasons why many churches are not in existence today. This is the reason why many churches have died. Many churches that you see with, you know, very huge buildings, stone buildings, buildings that are lasting. I mean, sometimes when you go close and you read how long this has been there, you realize that they never had a mind to be there temporarily the way it is built. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That when they were building, 
they didn't build them as ordinary people build their houses. They built them with stones. So they had a mind that this was going to be a lifetime building to serve, that people will flock in here always to serve. But today you see a lot of these buildings that are empty. The churches have died. And if we also cease to tell others some mischief will happen to us. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Yes. So if you don't think about others, you will not know about how bad their conditions are. If you don't think about them, if you don't pause, you will still be happy piling and piling and piling. And these four lepers, they paused and they thought about others. And they said, we do not well. We are not trying. We are not doing well. Amen. So if you don't pause to think about others, you will not realize that you are not doing well. Hallelujah. So we need to think about others. Amen. Number two, we said others exist. Others exist. Amen. We need to be conscious of the fact that besides us, there are others who exist. Others exist. And we read in Luke chapter 12, verse 15 to 19, about the story of a rich man who did not consider the existence of others. Do you remember the story? We read about a rich man who did not consider the existence about others or existence of others. He had so much goods, so much food. He had so much. And he didn't know what to do with it. He thought within himself, what am I supposed to do with this? I have a lot. Now, you will never say this if you think about others. You will never say, I have so much, what am I supposed to do if you think about others? But because he did not consider the existence of others, this is what he said to himself. And the Lord called him a fool. Amen. The Bible says, God said, thou fool. You are a fool when God blesses you and you don't think about others. You are a fool when God has given you so much and you don't think about others. You see, you are a fool. And really, that is how life is. That is the reality of life. When you live in your own little world, when you live in your own little world where you have so much, where you have received so much, and you don't think about the existence of others, you realize, you come to a point where you realize that the wealth that you have acquired becomes useless. Seriously. You, if you will be honest with yourself, you realize that the abundance now has even become a burden for you. It has become a burden for you. You see, this rich man, he had now, because he didn't think about others, he now has a new problem. He has a problem that he didn't have before. Problem that he wouldn't have had if he had thought about others. He says, I have so much. What am I supposed to do with it? And now he has to break down what he has. Are you listening to me? 
He had to break down what he has. He says, now I know what I will do. That is a foolish thinking. Now I know what I will do. I will break down my bands. I will break it down totally and then build a big one so that I can store more all for myself because he didn't think about others. Amen. And that is life. When you have wealth and you don't think about yourself, you don't think about others, it becomes a burden for you. Many of you have so many clothes. You have so many clothes and you don't think about others. So now it's a burden for you. Sometimes you don't even know what to wear. That, can, that alone can make you late. It will make you late. You see, whereas you didn't have a problem because there were just three blouses and five skirts. Or three skirts and five blouses. So you just switch them like this easily with two pairs of shoes. You understand? Now you are worried about, you, you put them together and then you stand to see if they match. Or you wear them and then you take a photograph, selfie, and see if they match. True or not true? I know things. I say I know things. Amen. It has become a burden and you still say you don't have anything to wear. It has become a burden. You cannot find your own clothes. You get angry with yourself in your own private room because you can't find your clothes because you have too much. Amen. And you have become like the rich man who God calls a fool. Because now you are saying, because now it's so much that it's, it cannot fit your band. It can't fit your closet anymore. And so you say, I'll break down my band and I'll move to a new apartment. Because now it's too much what I have. It can't fit there. True or not true? You take some of your things and put in storage. To store. You are extending your band. You are building bands and storing. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 12 and 21, it says, so is he. You know, so is he. Look, go back to, I'll, go back to verse. But God said unto him, go to the previous verse, 19. He says, or maybe 18 or 17. <laughs> and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Luke 12, 17. He says, what, what, what should I do? I have so much, and I have no room where I will bestow my goods. And he said, This is what I will do. I will pull down my bands and build greater. Isn't that what we do? When we have plenty and it doesn't fit in our closet anymore, you are looking for a new apartment with bigger closets. True or not true? So, so this is, isn't that what you do? So let's read. It says, this is what I will do. I will pull down my bands and build greater 
And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. Not thinking about others. And I will say to my soul. I will say to my soul. You see, it's all about you. Not others. I will say to my soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool. You are a fool when you think like that. You are a fool when you come to a state like that. He said, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided? Are you with me? Then the next verse says, that is why I didn't say you are a fool. But the Bible says, so is he. So is he. That means, so is anyone who layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. Now, to be rich toward God is someone who thinks about others. When you are rich toward God, you give that others will have. When you are rich toward God, you give that the church of God will go on. When you are rich toward God, you give to the needy, you give to the poor, you think about others. And the Bible says, so is he, so is anyone, so is he, like who? Like the rich fool. Or you don't understand the scripture. He says, so is he. The description that God just gave. Go back. The people don't understand. Are you reading with me? Yes. You have your Bibles. Yes. I told you that very soon. You don't have Bibles. And it's coming to pass. Today, it's not working. <laughs> Today, you have your Bibles. You that. He says, and he spake. What are you? No, 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 no. Go back where God was describing a person who layed treasures for himself. 21. 21. So, no, 20, 20, please, 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? Then verse 21 says, so is he. That means I'm making this description for everyone who is like this. So is he that layeth up treasures for himself. And it's not rich toward God. Amen. Amen. Yes. So there are many others that we can think about. There are many others. Hallelujah. Amen. There are many others that exist. The country where you come from, there are many others that are still there. Many others that are still there. Amen. If you don't think about them, you will not know. You, if you don't think that they, they exist, they are still there. As you left them, they are still there. Others exist. Amen. Amen. The next one we said, others are thirsty. Others are thirsty. Others are thirsty. And here we read a story about the woman at the well. Do you remember? We read about the woman at the well. Now, when you read this story, when you read this story, you will think that 
it was just about that woman who was thirsty for something. Do you see? You have the impression that it was about her and that she was thirsty for something. We see here this woman kept going from one husband to the other. One husband to the other. Trying different husbands. Trying different men. But we realize that when she, when she encountered the bread of life, when she received of the bread of life, the test went away. Do you remember? The test went away. It was quenched. But she remembered. She remembered that there are several others in town who have all kinds of tests. She remembered that there are several people also who have similar or different kinds of tests. She knew that there are people in town who are thirsty for alcohol. Thirsty for alcohol, drinking sometimes more and more and more and never satisfied. You see, people who drink, you see, anything that you do in this world, anything that you take in this world, you will thirst for more. Anything. Any worldly thing that you go after, you will thirst for more. You will thirst for more. The only time you do not test for more is if it's in Christ. That is the only time. Amen. So people who drink, they start off like, I drink occasionally. I drink occasionally. And then it will tend to, or socially. And then it will tend to, I drink one beer a day. One beer a day just for meals, just for dinner. Isn't that so? And then it will go to, Two bottles a day. Two a day. And then it goes to six a day. You see? And you feel you are becoming rich, but it is a test that is never quenched. And you will test for more. You will test for more. Amen. Yes. People who are testing for drugs, they start off the same way. Perhaps you start off smoking just cigarettes. And you keep smoking once here and there. And then it increases. And then it increases. And then now you need marijuana. Do you understand? Then you are, you are combining it. So you are adding it to it. And then you need something stronger. And then you move to heroin. And then you are using it, and then you realize you need more. You need more. You need stronger than that. And then you move to cocaine. You see? And you move on. And then you're now looking for something that has never existed. Something that is like will make you really crazy. Yes. <laughs> anything in the world, anything in the world is like that. Anything that you search for in the world or you test for in the world, it's like that. It keeps increasing. So she knew several people, she knew several sisters who equally have tests for men. She knew several sisters in town who also had moved from one man to the other. One man to the other. She knew about them. 
She knew several sisters who were equally thirsty. Amen. Sometimes some of the sisters, she sees them going to church, but they are thirsty. Amen. One beloved to the other. One beloved to the other. Amen. Still thirsty. They are in the church, but they are still thirsty because they have not truly drunk the living water. Amen. They have not truly drunk. And you are in the world. So as long as you are in the world, you will always be thirsty. As long as you have not drunk that living water, you will always be thirsty. Amen. So you see, Christians, Christian sisters, they are thirsty always for clothes. They want more clothes. I tell you, the day that you truly drink of the living water, you see that these things are not important to you anymore. I'm telling you. Thirsty for shoes. You have so many, but you still say, I don't have enough. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You are never failed because there's a real test that has not been quenched. Amen. Amen. She knew of men in town. There's so many men in town who are also testy. Testy for women. More women. And more. More women. Amen. Yes. Men who could not stay with one man, one woman. She knew about men like that. So when she received the, the living water, she ran because she knew about men in town. Men who are always coming after her and they were married. She knew them. <laughs> because they are thirsty. Amen. I said they are what? Yes. Men who, you see, men who have not drunk of the living water, when they marry, they are the longest period of faithfulness is six months. I'm telling you. Six months. Longest period of faithfulness is six months. After six months, they'll be tired of the same woman. They'll be tired of the same woman. Because you have married in the well. It's in the well. It's a wife in the well. You'll be tired of that same woman. I'm telling you. Six months. You feel like you marry an unbeliever. You will see. I'm, t- I'm telling you. They'll be tired. They'll be tired of the same food. They'll be tired of the same hairstyle. This hairstyle that you are doing and doing, they'll be tired of that. They'll be tired of the same conversation. They'll be tired. And they will test for more. And it even gets worse. If it, it, it even gets worse if you are the type of Woman who is a nagger, you are nagging. Oh, you help them. You are a nagging type. You help them to be tired of you quickly. Am I preaching to someone tonight? Yes. Because there's a test in him. And you have not quenched that. So you are helping him even to be testier. Amen. Amen. If you are 
one of the women, that type of wife who is a, anything goes after marriage. That type of marriage. Woman. You know? Any clothes go. You know? Any hairstyle goes. Because you are married, you are settled. Do you understand? Any size goes. You know? So the size is getting like this, I'm married already. So it's going, you are helping him now to be even testier. Because he is a husband of the world. You have found a husband of the world. His test has not been quenched. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. It's just six months. Six months and she's looking around. He's testy. Testy. Sniffing. Sniffing around. Six months. I'm telling you. You make it very easy for him. You are making it easy for him. You, you, because he, you, you, you are both in the well. You are in the well. And anything in the well, you will test for more. I said, anything you find in the world, what would happen? You would test for more. Yes. Why do you think that woman had gone through five husbands? Five husbands. You see, I don't think any woman would like to have that situation. No woman would like to have that situation. Whether a Christian or an unbeliever. No woman would like to have that situation. I mean, I can understand if it is five boyfriends. Do you understand? If it's five boyfriends, that means that she's a player. Do you understand? And she's out with a vengeance to slay men. Do you understand? That is a different story. But we are talking about five husbands. Five husbands. You know? Five husbands. Going through five husbands. So... It means she was thirsty for something. She was thirsty for a stable relationship. Any woman who wants to marry and have a husband is someone who wants a stable relationship. So she tries this and she wants it to work. She wants it to work. But I am telling you, once it is not through Christ, once it is not through the living water, you will test again. So she is married in the world. She tried this one, and it doesn't work. And she tried this one, and it doesn't work. But she wants a stable, she's testing for a stable relationship. Amen. Amen. It's because you have not married in Christ. Now, some of you, 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 you have your husband, and, you know, stable marriage. It's because you are married in Christ. It's because you are being fed with Christ. It's because the living water is in you. And so your husband is stable, you know, he will travel, you are not worried. He goes anywhere, you are not worried. You know, he can sleep anywhere, you are not worried. You know that he is coming home. Amen. And you are not concerned because you are satisfied. Because Christ is in the marriage. The living water is in the marriage. So the test is quenched. The man has no hunger for another woman. Because he has drunk of the living water. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying with you? Yes. That is why your husband will go on a business trip and 
Go, 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 go. You have been home too long. Go, 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 go. You mean want him to go? You need a me time. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's because you are married in Christ. That's why. You are satisfied with one husband that you have found in Christ. That one husband who is not going anywhere. But you could have easily been like that woman also. You could have, because you want marriage. If you had married in the world, you could easily be in that situation also. Hallelujah. So if you are satisfied in the Savior, go to town like this woman. Go to town and tell them, them that are thirsty, them that are hungry, them that are looking and testing and testing for others. They say, come and see a man. Come and see a man who told me about all my tests. About all my tests. Amen. You see, when Jesus, when she met Jesus and she, Jesus said, give me to drink. Give me to drink. I mean, it sounds like the woman was a young woman. Like, woman that, you know, feels like this man that is asking me for water, perhaps he's trying to wrap me or something. She wants something more than that. Do you understand? So, uh, just give me water to drink. Then you say, ah, but we Samaritans, we have nothing to do. If you come after me, I know you're not going to marry me. You know, she wanted you to say, I'm serious. You know, I'm not that type. You know, <laughs> I'm serious. You see, sometimes they want to hear. Hmm? So Jesus said, Jesus said, if you know, if you know, or if you knew who is talking to you, who has asked you to give water to drink. So even the woman was still thinking about water to drink at that point. She was still thinking about water in the world. Do you understand? So Jesus says, let me explain to you what test I'm talking about. Because Jesus said, if I give you my water that you drink, you will not test again. He says, you don't even have anything to fetch the water. What are you going to give me with? He says, let me explain to you the type of water that I'm talking about. Let me explain to you the test that is in you that has not been quenched. Tell me, who is your husband? She says, I have none. He said, that is what I'm talking about. And even the one that you are living with right now, it is that test that has made you to live with that one. It's not your husband. You have gone through five husbands. You have been testy. You have been hungry. You have been searching. Testy for stable relationship. I'm not talking about this water. I'm talking about the living water. And the woman says, give me now this water that I will drink and I will not test again and I will not come here. And when Jesus revealed the living water to him, to her, Suddenly now, she's posing to be spiritual. You know, you know, there are some of you when, you know, when someone starts, you know, like someone starts talking to you, you think that the Christian brother, you know, starts talking to you, then you think that it's the brother, the man is trying to wrap you. But when you realize that this is a man of God, this person is a Christian, serious Christian, then you also begin to now tend to be a spiritual person. And then he said, oh, I go to this church, and this is my pastor, and oh, oh, what church do you go to? Oh, and now you are becoming spiritual suddenly. I know things. I say, I know things. Now you are, you are, you are turning to be spiritual, but do you pay tithes? You are asking the man now, do you pay tithes? 
you will know about time. So suddenly this woman has become spiritual, talking about spiritual things and where we are supposed to worship and so on and so forth. Talking about the Messiah. You are waiting for the Messiah. Five husbands. Jesus said, that Messiah that you are looking, that one that you are looking, I am he. I am he. He said, I am he. And immediately, others, he, the, quench, the test was quenched. She ran to town, left her path, because that was not a real test, and went to town to tell about others who are also thirsty to come. Amen. If you have encountered the Savior, think about others. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The next one, others are hungry. Others are hungry. Others are hungry. There are others who are hungry for the Lord. There are many who are hungry for the Lord. Others are hungry. When you go out witnessing, you go out witnessing to people and they reject you in this area. When they reject you, think about others. Think about others, that there are others who are hungry for the Lord. If these people don't want the Lord, there are others who are hungry for the Lord. Because the reality is that there are others in other places who are actually hungry for the Lord. That need the Lord. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Now, the thing about hunger is that when you are full, when you are full, you think everyone is full. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When you are full, you, you, you don't think anyone is hungry. You have to make a conscious thought about others. You have to think about others before you can really experience how they are feeling. Amen. The four lepers, they were full, but they had to pause. And think about others. And then they conclude that we are not doing well. Amen. When you don't think about others, you will not even imagine how hungry they are. When you have been filled and filled and filled with the word of God, you don't think that there are others that are hungry for it like that. Amen. You see, sometimes you hear the word of God, we read and we hear, we preach to you. You are not even excited. But someone who is hungry will come here and say, what a word. What a preacher. What a word. And they will come and say, I was so blessed. I've never heard anything like this before. But you see, it doesn't excite you because you are full. Amen. Even your attitude of coming shows that you are full. But that is the thing about hunger. Unless you begin to think about how others feel, like the way you felt before. How others feel, like the way you felt before. When you first came, how you felt before. When you first came. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The encounter, the first encounter, how it was with, with you. How you felt, 
that the experience you had, if you don't think of others who are currently in the state while you were in, when you were hungry, you will not understand that there are others who are hungry for the Lord. You will think, oh, it's one of the services, one of the messages. You will not even bother to share with someone because you are full and you don't think someone is hungry for it. Amen. You don't like my message. I'm preaching a good message. Amen. So you have to consciously think of others. That is why I say we are the kind of creatures. We are the pe- a people who are selfish. We are selfish. When you are full, the natural thing is that you don't think about others who are hungry. You think that everyone is full. When you are full, you don't know that others are hungry. So unless you purposefully think about others, you will not know how needful they are. Amen. Amen. But there are many others, say others, who are hungry. Amen. There are many others who are hungry. There are many others other than the church members that you know, that you think they have had enough. There are many others who are also hungry. Others are hungry. Hallelujah. You see, you have been filled with so much, so you don't feel like there are others who need to hear you because you have received so much. But when you are piling and piling and piling and you are full, you have to pause and say, I do not well. I do not well. Hallelujah. Before you feel that others are hungry. Amen. The next one, let me give you one more. Others need a shepherd. Others need a shepherd. Turn with me to John chapter 10 and verse 10. Are you here or you gone home? John chapter 10 and verse 10. Cecilia, others are hungry. Others are thirsty. Others need a shepherd. Amen. There are many others who need shepherds. Hallelujah. John 10 and verse 16. The Bible says, verse 10, sorry, John 10, 10. Are you there? Yes. It says, the, th- the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The next verse. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and liveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know. Even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep. Say other sheep. Other sheep. Say other sheep. other sheep. He says, and other sheep. As much as I care, as much as I love you, as much as I want to be with you, as much as I will 
be there when the wolves come? He says, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. I have other sheep, which are not of this fold. Them also. Say them also. Them Say them also. Them also. Them also. I must bring. So the good shepherd, he, he knows of others. He's conscious of the others. He says, other sheep I have, and which are not of this fold. They are not here. Do you understand, Patrick? There are other sheep. They are not here. They are not in this fold. So if we are thinking only about this fold, there are many others that are somewhere else. There are many others. And unless we are conscious of the Father, they also need a shepherd. They also need a shepherd. We are shepherds who do not care about other sheep. But he says, I am a good shepherd. And he says, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. I must bring. There are other sheep that you must bring. You must bring into the fold. Amen. Amen. You, have to, you have a responsibility. He says, it's not I will try to bring. It's a must. Other sheep I have which are of not this fold, are not of this fold, them also I must bring. I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Amen. As they are out there, they don't have a shepherd, but they need a shepherd. Amen. People need shepherds. Hallelujah. There are people out there, Coco, that need a shepherd. Amen. There are people out there that need someone to shepherd them. He says, they also, he must bring them. Others need a shepherd. Are you not glad? Are you not glad that you have a shepherd that you can turn to? A shepherd that you can run to? Are you not glad that you have a shepherd that can counsel you? Are you not glad? Yes. Are you not glad that you were counseled before you got married? Are you not glad? Are you, did you not learn something before you got married? There are others who can also benefit from this counseling. Also, a shepherd who cares about your joy. A shepherd who cares about your peace. A shepherd who cares about your safety. Amen. When I was counseling you last Sunday, you were amazed. You were shocked, weren't you? Yes. The things that you will learn. A shepherd who cares about the person that you are going to marry is the person with a disease that you can also get. A shepherd cares about that. There are people out there who are marrying and they don't even know what they are getting into. But you have a shepherd who is testing the man that you want to marry to see that you don't have HIV, to see that you don't have hepatitis C, to see that you don't have hepatitis B. To see that you don't have some contractual disease that you can give to this person or can give to that person. You need a shepherd. And there are others out there. Beautiful women. Ignorant women. Just like you also. Out there. Who need to be brought to the fold to receive the same counseling that you have also received. Amen. Others. Others. There are others also who want to marry and have a nice wedding. There are others. Amen. Amen. Are you not happy when you marry and you have a shepherd that guides you to have a nice wedding? Yes. yes. There are others also. But you see, now that you are finished, 
You don't care. And that is our selfishness. Selfishness. Amen. Our selfishness. When you, when, when, you, when you needed, you had a hunger and a thirst for it. When you needed, you see, many people have married. Many women have married and they don't have any sympathy for single women. No sympathy. They say things that are painful. As if a husband, you are a woman, you can go and just grab one. Many women who have children, they are, they, they are wicked mothers. Wicked to women who don't have children. Say wicked things. Ask wicked things. But all of you need a shepherd. Every one of you need a shepherd. Amen. Every one of you need a shepherd to guide you in the time that you have a need. That you go to the right pasture and drink from the right water. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the word of God this evening? There are others out there who need a shepherd. There are others. The same counseling that you benefited from, there are others who can benefit from the same counseling. But you don't care about others. There are others that need a shepherd. Amen. Amen. Some of you, you are here, you are wonderful, powerful shepherds. I'm telling you. If only you would think of others. There are some people who are here who can be powerful missionaries. Missionaries in the Caribbean. Yes. Powerful pastors. Yeah. Is somebody understanding? Speak for yourself because you can be a missionary. Amen. I'm preaching to all of you. Why don't you receive for yourself? I am preaching to potential missionaries that are sitting in church tonight. You are all missionaries. Amen. You see, if you do, if you do that, you, you see, this is not a time to think about others. This, this message is for you. Thank you for helping me to preach the message. But this one is for you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Church, are you with me? Yeah. There are others who need a shepherd. There are others who need counseling. There are others who need that comfort. Sometimes you need someone to just talk to. Someone to just, some, sometimes you know that not much can be done about the issue, but you need someone to just talk to. Someone to just be there to just listen. There are others out there who also need a shepherd like that. Amen. Sometimes you need someone to just tell you what to do. You are torn between two things and you just need someone to say, do this. Amen. Others need a shepherd. Donna, there are others who need shepherds also. Amen. How many of you know that there are marriages out there who can benefit from some, from some counseling? There are marriages out there. And sometimes you say to yourself, this thing that you are going through, if you were to meet my pastor, you see, there are others, others out there who need a shepherd. But you see, you just say it. It's not from your heart. If it is from your heart, you bring them to the fold also. Amen. Others. Let's think about others. Let's our heart go for others. Hallelujah. There are others. There are others just like you who need shepherds. Amen. Others out there. There are many men who can be rescued from addiction. There are many men out there who need a shepherd 
they have tried all kinds of steps. 12 steps, 13 steps, 17 steps. How many more steps? 21, 21 steps. It's not working. They need a shepherd. They need a shepherd. There are people, that, that one time there was a brother here, there was a married couple. They divorced. Total. They are making plans about, he says, he brought them here. He says, come and speak to my pastor. I sat them down here. They don't even want to look at one, one another's face. They are like this, like that, talking. I didn't know them from anywhere. The brother just brought them, so as a good shepherd. I said, you have brought them in a fold. So we sat down, we talked, we talked, we talked, we talked, we talked. At the end, they are hugging each other. Two people who were about to be divorced. They have gone through, what do you call those? Marriage counseling. Gone through all kinds of marriage counseling, but they are, they are, they are thirsty. They are thirsty. They need the living water to be in their marriage. And now, now, the next thing I saw, they have a child. Hey. They have a child. Others. Others need a shepherd also. Others need a shepherd. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, if we don't do the work, God is always concerned about others. Jesus said, other sheep I have also. So, you see, if we don't do it, the work, he will get it done because he's concerned about others. He's concerned about others. That is why he will leave those who need no salvation and then he will go looking for the other sheep to bring into the fold. And the Bible says when he finds him, I'm not sure if you have seen a shepherd who has found his lost sheep. He puts it around his neck like this. He binds it. The Bible says he binds it around his neck. Hold the neck. The legs, two of them, the hinds, the forehind and the, what's the other one? <laughs> Four and a hind, yes. And binds them like this and bring it to the fold. He would not let it go. He cares about the lost. So if we don't rise up to do the work, help. You see, Mordecai, look at Second Kings. Look at second. Uh, look at Esther. Esther four, Esther four, and verse thirteen. Esther. Jesus. He cares about others. He cares about others. If he's giving to you, he has others in mind. He says, "I am a good shepherd. I will defend you. I will protect you. I will keep you from sicknesses. I will keep you from the enemy attacking you. The enemy he says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come to give you abundant life." I will give you, I say, I will bless you beyond your expectation. The blessing that I have for you, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. I will bless you, but other sheep have I also. Other sheep have I also. And if you don't rise up and let your thinking align with him and flow with him, it says, Esther 4, verse 13. It says, Then Mordecai commanded to Answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, 
Then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. He will always bring help from another place. If you don't rise up to do it, help will come from another place. Enlargement and deliverance will come from another place. It will come. That is why, look, we have been in this church for so long. There were many times that the bishop had come raising funds. I remember when Anakazo Bible School was starting. He came first here and raising funds. And he was asking, I don't know how much, $50 for $50 a year or $50 a month, something like that, to support a, 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 a student to be trained as a pastor. And people were reluctant. People were not giving. Look, help will arise from somewhere. Today, look at the Anakazo Bible School. God will do what he has said he will do. And it is in our best interest to align our thinking and align our activity with what he is doing. Because if we don't, if we don't, Mordecai says, it says, enlargement and deliverance shall arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knoweth whether you are hearing this message for such a time as this for a reason? Others also. Amen. QFC Bronze North. If we do not do it, help will arise from somewhere else. Do you know that I'm not the first pastor in this church? Yes, and I will not be the last. Amen. And if we also don't do what we are supposed to do, help will arise from somewhere and will be displaced. Every one of us, our replacement is on a trodden line. Everyone, every one of us. I was sharing with a brother, he was sharing with me, he said, someone has left, but he sees a replacement has come. A replacement. God is always... Look, even we, we say we are created in the image of God. Even we, when we are sending a team, we are sending a team of soccer players, football players. Don't we have reserves? Why do we have reserves? In case someone doesn't... Yeah. Or you break your leg and you can't go. Or you disappoint us. So do you think God will also prepare a plan, have his church, and he will not have a plan of backups, trotters that are waiting to replace them? He will. That is why many churches are dying today. And churches which will go, churches which will align the activities to the thinking of Jesus Christ. They are the ones that will survive. I'm telling you. They are the ones that will survive. Are you with me? Yes. They are the ones that will survive. So if we don't go, help will arise from somewhere. God will do what he wants to do. I say God will do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. So number one, what is number one? Think about others. Think about others. Number two. Others exist. Others exist. Number three. Others are thirsty. Others are thirsty. Number four. Others are hungry. Are you sure? Others are hungry. And number five. Others need a shepherd. shepherd. There are others who need a shepherd. Hallelujah. 
you want to pause here and then we will continue next time we meet. Amen. Others. There are others. others. Why don't you stand to your feet? And let's bring the service to a close. Stand to your feet. Others. Others are hungry. Others are thirsty. Others exist. Let's think about others. Let's think about others. There are others besides us. There are others that need to come to the fold. There are other sheep that Christ died for also. He says he died for the whole world. This is his love for the world. Others. There are others. Let's think about others. Let's think about others. We are grateful. We thank you tonight for your word. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us about others. Lord, you care so much about us, but you said there are other sheep also. There are other sheep that need a shepherd. Father, may we have the same mind that was in you. Let the same mind be in us that we will not think only about ourselves but to be conscious about others. We thank you, Lord, for your word tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, if there's anyone here tonight who wants to receive Jesus as your Lord and Master and your personal Savior, you are here and you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. If that is you, Wherever you are, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your Savior? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say this prayer with me? And say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you. Tonight, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me from my sins. Please let the blood of Jesus wash me. Please cleanse me. Tonight, I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands? We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Bright and Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.